Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. What a day, what a day, what a glorious day it is to be alive and alive in the kingdom of God, serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day yesterday. God is doing great things. Had a great time at the cookout over at Danger Point. It's a beautiful place over there. Um, we had a really good turnout, and there's sure a did. lot of people, a lot of a lot of food. Um, nobody ever complains about a lot of food. <laughs> no. It almost felt like a homecoming deal. It was it was really nice. That's and why I was there. Is that that's why I was you know waiting for you to I was waiting <laughs> for you to preach, brother Josh. I said if it's a homecoming, Josh needs to be preaching. Uh, no, you've done a fine job cooking all them burgers. And everything, well, brother. your mom did that more me. Well, it, it worked out great, man. It we were awesome. just we were just flipping our little hearts out over there, That's just right. flipping that burger and flipping that burger, and um, <laughs> we ru- I ruined my clothes. I flipped so much. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember when I when we got over there. Of course, you get over. Y'all got over it earlier than I did, but I got there about thirty minutes before, maybe a little bit more. And you know, my papa, he's always a guy that. He'd rather be an hour early than a second late, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So he was always wondering. He said, man, I don't guess nobody's coming today. And I would say, Peppa, you got 30 more minutes. <laughs> then everybody showed up. It was, it was an awesome time. It really was. It was a really good time, and it was a great day. Um, <clears throat> had a great time Sunday morning. I heard y'all had a great time Sunday as well. You sure um, did. Yeah, and so, amazing day Sunday. Sunday's always a busy day, but I tell everybody that's in there. I absolutely love it. I really do. Amen. So, Amen. Well, we have a lot of good things going on. Hannah, do you want to take us through our announcements? You got the list in there. Yes, I will. Um, so let's see. I just want to say I will start off with the um, Wilson Home Tent Services. Do you know if they're? Con- I mean, I'm pretty sure they're continuing on the same yeah, with yeah. the Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep. that's what I got from when we made it out there, but. Um, God's really moving in that's that awesome. tent. Yeah. <laughs> well, outside of that tent, He's moving everywhere. But um, I, it was just an amazing time. I didn't know if we were actually going to get to go, but we went on Saturday night, and the Lord just moved in a mighty way. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. I really, I can't, you know, give the whole details of, you know, the whole night. But I definitely, the Lord was just moving, and truly, it was amazing what you know he did for me that night but also just to see the kids that were there um him the holy spirit moving upon the kids i mean there was a group of young kids um most of them i think from um bethel actually we we took a group of us there but um, there were some other ones too there and they were just in a circle just praying and weeping like that some of them didn't even know why they were weeping but but they when we asked, they were like, we just feel the joy of the Lord. And I mean, you could tell like it was powerful. Like it, yeah. it was genuine weeping before the Lord. That's awesome. And it was just, it was a Joel two moment. Like I, that's what I keep telling everybody. I keep telling my mom that cause she wasn't able to be there. I was like, this was a Joel two moment. Like truly the, um, the spirit was pour- being poured out wow. on, on the children and on everybody. And so, um, very thankful for Wilson home, um, thankful for their obedience and doing, um, setting up this tent. And I would encourage anyone who can to make it out there because, um, it's nothing about a specific location, right. but it's about our obedience and our, us just coming and pouring ourselves out as a drink off as a like a like water pouring ourselves out in worship to the lord and um there was just something really special about it that's awesome um 
So I'm very thankful for that, and I'm excited to see what all God does. And the I think it's Fresh Fire Ministries they have. They have some T-shirts yeah. and stuff, yeah. too, um, that they have there. So there's that, the tent services, and I think it'll they'll probably stick with the Saturday at 6.30 and then Sunday at 11 a.m. Um, and so we also, let's see here. The Harvest Crusade. Amen. That's something we need to talk about. That's pretty much the next thing we have coming up. Yep. Um, do you want to you want to talk any about that, Josh? Well, sure, sure. I mean, it's something that we've been very excited about for the last several months. That how uh, Bethel is going to be able to host this, and we got many churches hopefully going to be a part of this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the last few months, we've had pastors that have bound together. And uh, so hopefully you're going to make plans to come out this coming Sunday, September 10th, starting at 6 p.m. Then also Monday the 11th, starting at 7 p.m. Then mm-hmm. also Tuesday the 12th, starting at 7. So, And uh, with that, uh, like Brother Aaron, I think he said yesterday at Danger Point, you know, we have many opportunities for people to pray. I know what you guys do here at Bethel Ministries, mm-hmm. you are a ministry. I know that since the beginning been a ministry of prayer, you know, there's so many opportunities to pray. Y'all have the prayer vigil, I think, on Wednesdays. Yep. You pray, and uh, Saturdays there's a vigil going on. But uh, we're actually um, there at Madrid. We have we asked the people if they'd like to be down here tonight from 7 to 8. You know, we're just mm-hmm. putting that out there. We're going to come, and I think Brother Billy wants a couple people just to walk the grounds a little bit, and we're going to be a couple of us in the sanctuary. And like Brother Aaron said, you know, we uh, don't, have to commit to all of them but you know there's many avenues if you want to be a part of some because sometimes you plan stuff and then you can't get to this certain one Mm -hmm. but if you have many of them then hey maybe you can get to one of them yeah you know so tuesday we're going to be here seven tonight seven o'clock to eight uh that's what we've kind of set it at but if it goes longer great uh then also we'll be here friday night from seven to eight you know Mm -hmm. preparing for the Harvest Crusade and the people that's going to come and minister and also the ones that will be here hopefully uh, filling the pews up. I even talked to uh, the Taylors yesterday and it actually spoke to my heart. Andy did a little bit because he said, yeah, he said, I'm excited. He said, I even took off for it because he works nights, I think. Yeah. And uh, he said, man, I took off for it. I just said, hey, I'm taking off for it. And, you know, a lot of people, they would use work is like a crutch like well i can i gotta work well i I won't really want to be there but i can work he said no i'm gonna be there he said i've told him i'm i'm off work so i mean i thought it it just spoke to me it really did so i appreciate that so much and that's that hunger like yeah to see what the lord's gonna do yeah i'm clearing my schedule out (laughs) i'm ready to see what the lord's gonna do even in others because i know he he has a heart for others amen and he is looking forward to what god's gonna do i'm taking off work too (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah i bet you are you know that's something i'd like to say too i know behind the scenes sister han and also brother aaron and people you know certain ones here at bethel fellowship and also certain ones that matter you know of you know prepared for this you know even though uh, a lot of people just see the church part of it just come but also behind the scenes you know nobody wants to get no glory for it nobody wants to get you know it's just what we do you know i've had people Mm -hmm. say well man you're doing but that's what we do that's what i do and that's Mm -hmm. what we like to do and so we want to make sure that we have uh places for them to um go or if they need something we want to make preparation to make that happen because, mm-hmm. you know, we think that that's a ministry. That's part of our ministry is serving people. 
Yeah. And I think that, um, like I said, I went back there early yesterday and seen Brother Aaron just cooking with my mom as well, just serving people, even as a leadership role in people like Brother Aaron and just serving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They ain't just and about, outside hey, thing. you know, and it's just, you know, just something that, hey, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. So that's what I do. Yeah. So that's what we do. So I appreciate that so much. I was worshiping. I know you was, man. I just had, I was back there by myself setting up and cooking until Miss Betty got there and just had my music cranked. And... <laughs> then we all showed up and ruined it, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> I hear you, brother. So, yeah. Man. Well, we're excited. We're super excited about this Harvest Crusade. Um, invite, invite, invite. Amen. Amen. Uh, I believe that there's going to be divine appointments. You know, the Lord has a plan. We yep. we just set the dates. And, That's right. And I mean, I think the Holy Spirit leads us to set the dates, you know. Yep. But And then God shows up and does what he's going to do. Amen. He uses it yep. for his glory. He's going to use it to set the captives free, to save souls. Whatever he has planned, we're here for it and we're yep. open for it. And we're here for what he wants to do. That's right. Um, this isn't about a person. This isn't about people, certain church. Um, and we're, we're, I'm excited just to see churches come together too, Amen. and people from yep. from different places come together and just see the beauty of unity in the body of Christ. That's right. So That's right. It's going to be a great time. Um, come expecting, but not limiting. Amen. <laughs> we That's talked right. we talked about that um, this weekend of like for the like the Wilson Home Tent Services, for example. Like you know, we talked about a few of us. We showed up. You know, it, we're always expecting God to move, um, but not not limiting it to looking a certain way. Right. And realizing that, you know what, I'm expecting the Lord to move, but I'm not going to even try to limit it or think about how it has to happen. I'm just yeah. going to show up and and surrender myself and just watch the Lord blow it out of the water and do what he wants to do. Amen. Amen. So that's, that's our heartbeat. And we are just excited to see what God has planned because he's sovereign. He's the one we're looking to. We don't want man's glory. We don't want man's plan. We want God's plan. So super excited for this harvest. So tell, tell your friends, family, Whoever you feel led to invite to this. That's it. Um, because we're making room. That's right. That's <laughs> we're making room. I mean, the Lord will make yeah, room. I mean, it. we've seen that at Madrid. Amen. <laughs> I mean, if we can cram as many people <laughs> in, you know, a yeah, smaller space, yeah, that's right. then we can We can make some room. Amen. So, that's it. Super that's excited. It. And then we also have the camp meeting um, with Pastor Dwayne Kidd coming up. That's in Horse Branch or Horse Cave? Horse Cave. Horse, Horse cave, cave. Yep. but it's the Burley Barn. I remember that. So, okay. um, and that's September fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, and that's the setting the captives free um, meeting camp meeting. So that it looks awesome. Then I think one of the things we've been talking about here, uh, Sister Anna, is that they really ain't naming nobody who's going to start and preach. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Exactly. Right there. Yeah, nameless, faceless. They're just setting a date that's and just it. saying, "Let's see the captive set free." Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what the Lord does there too. I, it's just very encouraging to see yep. all of these different churches Amen. just being obedient and breaking out of the the normal That's just it. church routines and just doing things and yep. being in the body um, and having opportunities for people that don't normally come to the church to be able to come to this. That's right. You know, because there's a lot of people that um, they maybe have been hurt by the church. They've been had things happen and maybe 
this is the only time that they would even agree to come is to something yep. like to an event rather than right. a normal church service. Yep. Exactly. So I'm I'm just here for it. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Brother Dwayne Kidd and and their uh, ministry and just what the Lord's going to do there at the setting they kept us free. Um, camp meeting and then again the fall share thons coming, coming up gathering the harvest is our theme this year very fitting with the harvest crusade coming up <laughs> That's pretty um, good. and just what the lord's doing right now it's fall yeah. time but also we know the lord's been showing us and i think even brother lance that september is going to be a powerful time not just wow. here right but just All in over. the body of christ Amen. yeah there's Amen. a lot of um people like that the Lord has really been laying that on their hearts is just September fall, yeah. the fall of this year. Yep. And I truly believe it with everything that's happening, all of these um, meetings and gatherings and revivals and everything. Um, we're super expectant and what what better uh, theme than gathering the harvest for that's the right. fall share So that's going to be this September the 27th, 28th and 29th. Um, that's, of, of course, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, we will have guests. Um, if you've never listened to a fall share you need to tune in that's during right. the share because yeah. it's super amazing. It's fun. And that's how we um, that's how we keep going is yeah. through the support of our listeners. Um, I know throughout the uh, past years, I would always be excited when I was able to tune it in or whatever because, you know, working in Louisville, didn't really have many avenues to tune that in back back then because you work for somebody else and then you know if you got your radio on there you're kind of tuning in the radio and over the word then they're gonna say hey you got you got work to do <laughs> you know <laughs> but now the last few that i've kind of went out my own self-employed and now i got my radio over there i get to listen to it all day and if i hear somebody special i just get to Sit down there and just listen. Listen as long as you want <laughs> that's to. Right, now. That's right. <laughs> so it's You're it's pretty up. awesome. Pretty yeah, awesome. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So make sure to tune in. Uh, remember that that's September twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th. So we appreciate our listeners a lot. And our last shareathon was, it was awesome. And we're just expecting it to, you know, the Lord keeps on getting better and better. That's and this right. is His ministry. This Amen. is his radio station, and it's changing lives. It's bringing the body of Christ together, and he he founded this thing. That's right. <laughs> the Lord, Amen. the Lord founded founded Box Two, and well, it was it's WB been named different yeah. things, WBFI, <clears throat> but he had the vision, yeah. and I truly believe he's going to bring the provision through. And that's a lot of times, awesome. that's through, like we talked about last time, through our listeners, through sowing a seed yes. and being obedient and yeah. seeing, Lord, what do you want me to give? Uh, what do you how do you want me to intentionally sow my seed into yeah. a ministry and watch it grow and so super excited That's it's all right. and it all just ties back into that harvest Amen. sowing the seed Amen. reaping the harvest i mean what a perfect theme talk about today. sowing the seed and giving we know that um you know on the flip side of it it takes lord can provide but it takes funds to do certain things mm-hmm. and um Something that Brother Billy, uh, we don't do very often at Madrid is to take up a love offering to sing. That, that's just something, it's great, you know, but sometimes you do. But he said, last time we did there, he said, well, we're not taking up a love offering. We're sowing a seed. Yep. And that's what he done. I mean, he said, if you want to sow a seed into, I think it was for Brother Lance and the minister there, I encourage you to do so. Yeah. And so when that happened, Sister Hannah, we had even last week, we had three people testify during church. Said, "Well, our pastor asked us to sow a seed, and we did. And because of we sowed that seed, 
we reaped a harvest and a benefit from it this past week. Wow. And they said that it was actually double or I think one of them was triple of what they sowed into. They got right back. Wow. It was a price of something that, well, I'll, I'll say it was actually uh, somebody come to get their propane tank filled. Mm-hmm. And when you see a propane tank truck come in to fill your propane tank up, you think, oh, my goodness. It's almost empty. It's going to be low. And they got out, and they said, well, uh, they met them there at the door. They said, all right, how much is it? They said, they said, all right, let me go to my truck. Went to their truck, pulled it up on their phone. They said, well, let me make sure this is right. They said, okay. said, because this is cheaper than employee pricing. I've never seen it this cheap. It was half of what he'd been selling everybody else for. Wow. He said, well. That's what it says, so it's what you're getting it for. And she Amen. and I mean it was just it was That's just amazing awesome. testimony of how somebody just said, All right, I'm sewing into it. Now, we don't sew in to get. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. But we sew in because hey, we know that the Lord must use things in a great way. Then listen, we don't sew in to get, but most of the time if you sew into something of the Lord more than likely, he's going to bless you in some way. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful to hear about those blessings that, listen, it ain't something that's just said. It ain't something that's just, you know, that's it. But we hear back from yeah. the amazing testimonies, amazing times of reaping the harvest for all of us. Yeah. So, Amen. Anyway, I love that testimony. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for our <clears throat> for our announcements this morning. All right. Well, we also have a verse of the day here. Got that. Um, let me pull to that. Romans 13. You know, a lot of people talk about Romans 1 through 11, which I really do love. Yeah. If Romans is kind of divided up into two different books. Like one of them is more theological, mm-hmm. and then it talks into the practicality. Yeah. And the later part of Romans is a lot more practicality. And this one's verses coming from there. Romans 13, verse 14 but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and not, and not make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Wow. And so I love that a lot. Amen. And then a quote of the day is a Leonard Gravenhill quote. I like Leonard. Um, you never have to advertise a fire. Everyone comes running when there's a fire. Likewise, if you're a church on fire, you won't have to advertise it. The community will already know That's about good. it. Amen. And um, That's true. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. That's right. <clears throat> Um, because we have, I mean, there's people that shows up every Sunday morning that I'll ask them, how did you get here? Like, or what degree? I, we don't know. Like <laughs> we just ended up here. Um, well, I told, I said something this past Sunday night. I hope it's just okay. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> I said, listen, you know, praying about things that happen. I remember my life, a special time in my life was when I was 14 and when I went to the Brownsville Revival. Uh-huh. That's when I feel yeah. as if I really dedicated my art. Right, this is it. Yeah, I'm all but in. It's because of a group of guys, Brother Ron and some of the uh, Brother Norman Cave, Brother Stoy, Brother Bill Dole, and my dad. They all went down, and I was actually going down to see uh, David and Larry Hicks and his family moved down there. I was actually my my intention was just go down there and see David. <laughs> he's my best friend, you know, mm-hmm. through elementary school and stuff. But I come back radically changed. But it's because you hear of how the Lord is moving, you're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Can I always travel 10 hours to go to it? No, but I don't want to limit 
And I'm thankful for a group of guys there that said, all right, Lord's moving to that area. We hear great things, so we're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go. And that's before social media. That's before all those things like that. But, I mean, just as Brother Aaron said, you know, fire. And I said something this weekend. I said, listen, there's probably people right now that think, what's going on? What's this big harvester? Come on now. Really? Mm-hmm. What's, what's mm-hmm. doing? What? And you got people that will probably be here, to be honest with you. All right. We're just going to check it out. What is this about? And so I'm saying I'm actually praying for those people. Yeah. You know, that are just coming just to more or less, you know, quote, unquote, how we like to say around here, maybe be a little bit nosy. <laughs> I said, I really am. I'm praying for those people to be here and those, and those people to actually get radically changed and really understanding how the presence of God wants to move upon their lives. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's that's my prayer. That's my prayer that they'll see, you know, just as you talk about Whistling Home Tent, you know, something about the fire of God being there. Well, and then over here at this church, something about the fire of God being there. It's over here, it's something about the fire of God being there. And then when you all come together, and, you know, getting that, I mean, it's just, I mean, Amen. we really are excited, and I'm thankful for Amen. it. Amen. Sorry I didn't let you talk, Brother Aaron. <laughs> I mean, you know me, I don't have to talk. I know it, man. I know it, buddy. I've been getting stuff done in here while you all are take, tearing the house down. Hallelujah. Um, what verse are we on in chapter, uh, we're in chapter 20 now. I know yes, that. verse 19. We're in verse 19. Man. Flying along, we're gonna be in he- we're gonna be in we Hebrews did. before long. We My goodness, wow! Quite a bit on Friday. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there. Hey, do do you remember exactly when we started, brother John? <sighs> when was, did we start? It was before I was here. Yeah, we started before. It's taken us a while. That's all right. That's um, all right. I actually feel <laughs> like Hebrews may take us longer <laughs> because <laughs> with John, you're kind of in a narrative, so you're yeah. reading a long story. Right. Hebrews is more going to be a lot more stop and go. There might be some days we're on the same verse for three days, so you don't know. <laughs> Did you all, all right. start, like, at the beginning of the year? Not all the way back to the beginning, but it was, Probably I haven't like wanted February. to say February. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure, That's but right. I'm thinking hey, February. I, I think about it about every morning when I listen. You know, I think yeah. about it more when I listen, more yeah. so than when I'm here. Yeah. And I think, man, because it's been, you know, detailed. I mean, it's it's been pretty awesome to hear people's perspective on sure. this, the different guys, you and Sister Hannah. It's just, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I've had a lot of people talk about how they've enjoyed working through John. I've enjoyed it just because it's kind of been a refresher to, like, you just get stuff in your head a little bit more. Yeah. And when you're just reading through it, like, for devotional, like, you still don't get it. Like, right. Like, when we sit here and we just – Honestly, we took like a whole day and thought about Judas. Yeah. You don't sit there and really too much think about Judas and try to work it way yeah. through. And we're sitting here pondering together like, okay, well, it looks like the scripture saying this and like we're trying to learn it and we're trying to do all of it too. So it's kind of yeah. like we're we're doing a Bible study together. That's and right. that's what I love. Amen. All right. Verse, 20, verse 19 of chapter 20 of the gospel of John. We're just a chapter and a half left really. Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Well, um, he probably should have led with that peace be unto you because um, do you think he walked through the wall? Do you think he walked through the wall? (laughs) I don't know if he walked through the wall. I mean, I'm not limiting that at all. Uh I know he can but necessarily walk 
Not, I don't. I would say yes or no answer. I would say no. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Anna, I think it just appeared. Do you think he walked through the wall? Because it says apparently, brother Aaron thinks he walked through the wall. <laughs> no, <laughs> the doors were shut. I've thought about this question a lot. I don't know. No, that's good. That's good. What at one time I was like, I think he did. Then other time it's like, I don't know so if he listen, did. Then another if time, you're listening right now, or maybe he just appeared. Text us in right now, a few listeners. Do you think yeah. you walked through the wall or not? Just you know, sometimes you just ask a question on the spot. Yep. Right now, do you think you walked? Do through you the wall think Jesus not? walked in the wall? Walked through it. <laughs> but what if I feel? What if he just appeared, like not actually went through it? Like just they saw him coming out through the wall, but like he just kind of appeared there. Well, see, that's my take from it. I think he just appeared. And they thought, well, where'd he come from? Did he come through that wall? But apparently, Brother Aaron, what's your take as far as why you think he walked through the wall? Or do you? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, this ain't no, this ain't no. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I Like, man, it's really good preaching to say he did. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You are exactly right there, brother. He'll That's walk it. right through your walls. <laughs> Breakthrough. Well, I mean, technically he would still be doing that. Even if he didn't yeah. walk directly through it, he still got through it. Yeah. Uh, Greg Carwell said he thinks he appeared that okay. he just showed Thank up. Thank you, Brother Greg. <laughs> All right. But even if he didn't shatter that wall, he still shattered the wall because that's it. he showed up. He that's got right. through it. So Amen. That's all yeah, but I'm just thinking of the B3 organ and <laughs> he can walk through your wall no matter what you put up. <laughs> Hey, Brother Chris, because he said, "Hey, he's a supernatural God, so he done it supernaturally." How have you done it? <laughs> Thank you, Brother Chris. Oh man, so yeah. Hey, actually, Brother Jeremy said the ESV says the doors were locked. So yep. he's saying, "I don't know." So, well, the doors were shut. The ESV uses the yeah. terminology: the doors were locked. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. See, I'm chiming in. Definitely here. They are, the room's locked down. Yeah. And then came Jesus. I've, I'm under the impression of he just appeared. Yeah. But I understand how you're saying that uh, walking through it would be, man, that's, that'd be some great thing to preach, right? <laughs> Here's my thing. Like, Go ahead. I don't know, like, um, no, I'm, I'm never, I'm not, don't, don't hear any limits, all right? Right. I've never, like, to me, I don't know if I've ever seen him just poof. I see what you're saying. I don't I know if he's ever, even in an immortal or even in a Christophany, it always has seemed like he was walking through something or he came. Like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know. That's okay. what I'm trying to think of. Like, I got you. does he ever poof? I love how we get in deep thinkings in, yeah. in these rooms. I'm telling it's you, already seven thirty. How do we get to seven thirty already? <laughs> I just looked out of the clock, and there's seven thirty. Well, because me and Hannah talked about yeah. everything going on. That's all right. We we'll get on we into it later. Yeah. yeah, let's continue some more later. All right. All so right, we need some help. Break. Is there ever yeah. a poof moment in the Bible? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here we go. How's that? That'll work. That'll We're work. having a lot of listener involvement this yeah, morning. We are. We love it. We love because it. even so. like, all right, the angels, right? Even the angels are not. They weren't poofing either, like because Jacob said he saw them descending and ascending, right? So they're just not like poof from heaven to earth. Jacob said he saw the ladder descending. Okay. 
and they're but I mean I'm not comparing Jesus to the angels. No, I don't hear that. But like, what about like angelic visitations, like when the angels came to visit people? That's what he's saying. He's saying, do you think they just appeared, or you think they seen them coming? Well, I know with the Jacob's ladder, it wouldn't be, but like with Mary, like when the angel visited Mary or like other people, did they not just appear? Yeah, there's been times where they just woke up and look, they're there. They're there, but we don't know how they got there. But how they get there? Yeah, because even. All right, all right. Now I'm gonna. Th- oh my gosh! Cause see, now my brain's rolling. Thanks, guys. This is <laughs> no, this I is the Monday. You. Hey, when I see you through that glass, okay. I'm like, uh oh, here we go. Because even he didn't poof out of the he didn't poof out of the, the grave either. Yeah. They rolled the stone away so he could walk out. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm trying so to think. He could, I know he can, but like that's a good point right there. Philip, because- Philip, and the eunuch. He chased him down supernaturally. Yeah. He didn't just, I mean, I know it's Philip, but like, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have to think about this. We're going to calm down during break. All right. Let's, all right. No, all right. My head's hurting already. Oh, all right. Um, I need a, I need a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. All right. Here we go. I'm going to think about this because this question was not planned. So this is not a question we planned on. Um, can Jesus poof? Jesus can do all things. Let me just tell you, oh he has no limits, but how does he usually operate? Um, I got some listeners sending me scripture, so I'm going to list. I'm gonna walk at those during the break. Let's look at these. Um, now, after the break, we did not get to draw Friday, so and of course, it wasn't here yesterday, so we're going to draw for the last two-week winter when we get back from the break, too. But I'm going to read the first trivia question. We're going to take a quick breather, and then we will come back, draw, and get right back into some of this. Uh, Tuesday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What means did the Lord use to bring quail to the Israelites? What means did the Lord use to bring quail to the Israelites? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. We don't have an answer yet. We don't have an answer yet, but a couple's on their way to trying to get there. Hallelujah. What is it? A tricky one? Well, huh? I'm sorry, brother, but was it a tricky one? I guess so. I guess so. It is kind of a tricky one. I'll be flat out honest with you. I was just too busy wrapped up in the wall stuff. The poof. Um <laughs> the walking through. The, the poof has made our brain go poof. All right. Um <laughs> and so it is a kind of a tricky one. Um I had one listener who said that uh brother Ron at one time said he had walked he walked to the wall. Really? Um okay. let's see. The Greg Carwell said he hid himself in the crowd, so I figure if he can disappear, he can appear. Who's to say he wasn't in there the whole time? Well, I think that the Lord supernaturally would allow him to escape sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think, even whenever, like, honestly, that's kind of like um, when he hid himself, um, like, he kind of got lost in the crowd. I think I don't know if he supernaturally just went away because he was a hundred percent flesh at that point. Yeah. But supernaturally, I, I'm not going to try to limit God. So no, I don't want to, I'm, that's not my point here. I'm just trying to yeah, figure I out. Know it ain't. I know. Um, but I like to also, we can work with what we have in yeah. the scripture. Um, cause there's a lot of things. Well, then it helps us engage with listeners too. Cause I mean, yep. a lot of times, you know, you just go on and think it's all, you know, it, this is serious stuff. I'm not saying that it ain't, but we want people to engage and say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Hey, mm-hmm. there's no really right or wrong, I guess, 
equation here. We just, you know, we get our minds thinking, get thinking about the Word. And maybe people now that don't have their Bible in front of them that are listening on the radio, uh, maybe they'll think, hey, I'm going to check into that when I get there. So, I mean, Brother Chris, he also texted in during the uh, break, and he said he was able to ride ride away on the clouds. So he very could will walk through a wall. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to doubt he can walk through walls. Um, <laughs> let's see. Then, um, all right, one listener sent me Mark 16, verse 12. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the residue. Neither believed they, um, <clears throat> they them. Um, so, so that one said he appeared. Yeah. There's okay. another one that says that, but it's also, you know, translated. So, have you ever looked at the... Um, no, not Greek? yet. Not yet. And, you know, appeared, you're still appearing. Like, mm. making an appearance. Like, if you're using, like, the English for that. If you're making an appearance, that can still be considered... If you walk through the wall, that would still be considered making a, an appearance. A grand appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, right, because people appear differently. Yes. There's some people even you see now that you think, whoa, how'd they get here? Appear yeah. doesn't necessarily mean poof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Good point, Anne. So, Good point. So, yeah. Now I've got me thinking about this other form. See, this is the, this is why nobody wants to live in my head. Like, <laughs> this is how I think. Um, oh, so man. pretty much what I'm doing is I'm just introducing everybody to the way my brain works on. Um, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to my brain. It's it's not a it's 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 a chaotic um, place up there sometimes. I was asleep till one o'clock last night looking at in-ear monitor systems. Um, so that's my brain. And I was think. A, do what now? I was awake till one o'clock last night okay. researching that's, in-ear monitors. You said you was asleep till one o'clock. No, I was. That's what he said. I, I, I was awake. Okay, I was awake till one o'clock last night, and <laughs> and then my brain ran off to well, if I do that, then I can do this, and if we do that, then we can do this, and that won't even do anything. That, that's gonna be really cool. And then that's this, and then I, then I would go into this whole another place of this, and then. My brain would come back to this, and I'd be sitting there going, it's 12.35, and I'll never wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, this is me. This is me. Hey. It's I don't know. God just made me like me, and so <laughs> it's all I can live with is me. Uh, You're doing good, brother. It's and awesome. so uh, Miss Betty says all the time about me, she goes, Aaron, I don't think your brain ever shuts down. I say, it doesn't, because even when I'm sleeping, I'm sure, pretty sure my eyes are going like this everywhere. Like, I don't know. Like If I couldn't sleep, I would love it. I feel like I waste time. If and and I, I know I'm sorry, but I, I mean, it. I don't sleep all the time. I really yeah. don't. But I mean, I don't like to take naps through the day. Yeah, I just don't personally. But I mean, if you do, that's great. But I mean, I like to get my sleeping done at night, then go on. But I do. When I my head hits the pillow, I'm telling you, less <laughs> than thirty seconds, and I'm out. Like if so. if I could um, if I could survive without sleep, I would do it. Cause I could be that much more productive. I'm, I'm serious. I would. I would. I would be okay with no sleep. Rest, oh brother. I well, in heaven. I'm not going to have to. We're going to just. Get, we're we're going to never have to rest. We're we're on our way there, brother. We're we're here right now. Just so much to do, Josh. There's <laughs> so much to do. I, that's what you're thinking about. Just there's so, so much, much to do. do. Um, oh. too many too many things to get done. People to see. Mm-mm-mm. So we're going to continue on and John. Well, I got to spin. I got to spin first. Oh, that's right. You ready? You done got me. Yeah, go for well, it. Well, I'm going to spin here. You can even hear the I little hear spinner. The spinner. I did that for you. I did that well, for you. That's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. 
even here. Miss Nancy Lastly well, got it correct. Go. That's right. All right, Miss Nancy Lastly. Well, congratulations. Laura Billy just won here a few times ago. Well, well, gift card. well, I'm going to go pick up her gift card after the broadcast, well, and I'll send it down to her that way. Well, I'll right. give it to you tonight. I'll give it to okay. you tonight. That'll work. How's that? All right. Congratulations, Miss Nancy. Congratulations on getting your name in for that. Uh, actually winning that two-week drawing. Now we're restarting our two-week drawing. Um, I had one other listener said their mind is constantly thinking as well. Um, mine is like, my brain works like this, and I'm, we'll get back to John. I'm just setting back a little bit. Um, you ever you ever done the scan button on a radio where you just push it and it just keeps filtering through to it lands on something that has clear reception you like and then you I, stay there? I Not as much now as I used to, but I'm telling you, when me and my wife first got married, we went to Gatlinburg every now and then. Uh-huh. Of course, she didn't have the uh, Bluetooth stuff. Sure. Just hooked. So oftentimes when you go through an area you don't really know, you push the scan button and you wait until... A Christian radio station or something yep. you're liking comes on. Yep. And then you only just, have five miles. You got to scan it again. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. What song? <laughs> but I've learned, though, actually, when you go places like 91.5 and like uh, the lower numbers, really, that's some of the Christian radio stations. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but for the most part, well, non, it seems to be like that. Nonprofits go up to a certain, like, okay. you're, you have nonprofit radio stations that are lower end. Okay. And then now, like, Nonprofits can own stuff, yeah. Upper too, like we own ninety eight point three. No one's talk, You taught me, but but the majority of them are set aside at the bottom. I got you. So, so for, that's why. And this All is right. something he learned one day when his brain was scanning. scanning. <laughs> so it was like my brain though. You push scan, and then it's like da 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 da. Oh, that's good. I cleared da 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 da. Oh, well, see, there it me. is. I'm gonna think about that for a while. <laughs> me, I'm just pressing scan just to get through it. He's like, now listen, I know that uh, according to FCC rule, according to this, according to that, they got to be lower number because we got to. <laughs> That's all right, brother. All right, so here we go. Jesus either appeared or stood, walked to the wall. Somehow, let's let's establish that. I think that the door was shut, and somehow he got in. Whether he appeared, poof, or whether he walked to the wall, somehow well, the door was he got shut in because it says it. Yeah, and ESV says it, the right. doors were locked. Yeah, and he didn't knock. Yeah. He just came in. And I think he the reason he said peace be unto you is that they probably got freaked out, honestly. Oh yeah, it says they uh, in Luke you. it said they were afraid. Yeah. And he was like peace Frightened. peace peace shalom. Shalom guys. Yeah. Um and you know I, I just love it because sometimes we feel like if something catches us off guard it's like a lack of faith. Wow, oh, I just didn't have the faith that I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I was pursuing it. Well, Jesus never treated people like that. When he right. when he caught people off guard or he was walking on the thing, he always would say, peace, it's okay. Yep. It's okay. Angels, when people would see angels, they would come up to them and say, peace, peace, it's okay. Um, and in our life sometimes, I think, I think this is another example for me. There's going to be things that catches you off guard and it's going to kind of freak you out a little bit or it's going to, Oh, that startled me. Like, Jesus always says peace. Because he right. never comes to instill fear. He comes to give you peace. Right. Now, is there a fear of the Lord that's healthy? Yes, but that's not like you're terrified. That means there's an honor and respect and a reverence for who he is. And that fear propels me to become a man of wisdom, to walk in his ways, because I honor and respect and reverend him, not because I'm terrified of him. Right. Um, and... Jesus isn't about fear. He is about peace. Amen. And we see that over and over. If you remember when they were on the boat in the middle of the storm and he came walking in the water, what were they? 
afraid. And so he said, you're good. You're okay, guys. It's just me. Peace. Yeah. And then Peter decides, well, I'm coming out here with you then. I have so much peace. I'm going to jump out there with you. Um, and so I don't know. I think that's always worth noting right there for me is he just always speaks peace. And the thing I love about Jesus is those who know his voice know his peace. Amen. That's good. Now, the unbelievers and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jews that killed him, they didn't know his peace because they didn't know his voice. So when he spoke peace, they were probably even more fearful. Mm-hmm. But when his people hear him speak peace, we're going to know his voice. Yeah. Well, he speaks peace to them. And when he had said so, when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we're going to let Josh talk about all those scriptures. Um, well, if it I'm took going, us 30 minutes to get through a half a verse, we got, no, I'm just, I'm going to go to Hardy's and listen to you on the way, Josh. <laughs> I bet you are brother. <laughs> oh man. So, I mean, understanding though, that they were probably when he spoke peace at first, I don't know if they really saw him for who he was, mm-hmm. but when he, they heard his voice, I believe they, all right, I know that voice. You know, it's about knowing the voice of God. That's why I believe when uh, when the people around him, just like the Pharisees or those that crucified him, if they don't really know his voice, they really don't understand the power and the anointing and the abundant life that's in his voice. Mm-hmm. But I believe once they heard that, then he said, all right, you know who I am now. Now I want you to understand that what you're getting ready to receive is this Holy Ghost. Because when he breathed upon them. And that's actually what, when a feeling of his spirit comes upon us now, I believe that's a part of him breathing upon us. Like when he fills us with the Holy Ghost. When we actually, you know, when we actually get breathed upon in his presence. You know, Brother Roger, he sings a song, Take me the other night, take me past the outer court to the holy place. And I'm telling you what, me, myself personally, I believe the Lord breathed upon me the other night mm-hmm. in a way, you know, that was great. But, I mean, to some, it was just probably, oh, this is just another song. But in some times, wherever they were at, the Lord spoke peace by what? All right, now, when you are in that position, now receive the Holy Ghost. So. Yep. Um, that verse has been debated quite a bit. Um about receive the Holy Spirit and he breathed on them. I think there's several different avenues to get yeah. and a couple of things to get out of there. Like some people would postulate, and I even felt, and I even, it's it's a compelling argument that this is whenever the disciples are truly born again. I don't know if I go there or not. It's a compelling argument. I don't know. Um, I don't think this was the baptism of the Holy Ghost per se, because I think that happened in Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Um, some people say that this was a foreshadowing what's going to happen in Acts right. chapter 2. I think the one thing that we can see there for sure, though, is he's he's giving them peace um, because they're figuring out who he is. I do love, though, before we get into that receive, um, that he shows them himself. Like, I know exactly, you know, Thomas was a big part of that, unless I put my finger in there and all that. But we really don't have that, um, you know, when you're going down here um, because Thomas is going to ask again. I know. But he already did it once. 
But, you know, I love that about Jesus because even in our own lives, yeah. sometimes there's some hard seasons. And we say, Lord, I believe, but you need to help some unbelief in me. Yeah. Um, John the Baptist doubted at one time. Yeah. John the Baptist said, "Are he is, is he the Christ or should I look for another? And Jesus returned back and said, how dare you doubt me, John? Is that what he said? No, he didn't say that. He said, you go tell John the death, the death here, the blind see, the lame walk, the the gospel's being poor, preached to the poor. He said, you go tell John it's okay that I am he. Yeah. Don't, don't, he didn't condemn John. He didn't send back John. How dare you? Right. John just had a tough season. John's in prison. John's getting ready to get his head cut off. And John said, did I miss this? Is he the Christ or should I look for another? And Jesus sends back word. He is the Christ. And in our own life, sometimes we're going to be like, did I miss it? Oh my gosh, I'm struggling. Oh my, I don't know what's going on. The whole world went, Lord, are you here? Yeah. Well, he don't beat you over the head at that moment. What right. he what he does is, I'm right here. Do yeah. you not see this? Do you not see the evidence of my goodness? Do you not see this? And this, in reality, is what he's doing for the disciples. Huh. He's saying, "Here I am." Yep. Don't worry, guys. Peace. I'm here. You need to see here. I'll show you the proof. Here's the holes. Yep. And and then he goes on to them again, peace. But then he says, "Look, as my Father has sent me, now I'm sending you guys. I'm sending you all." You're not going to stay in this room forever. I'm sending you. Yeah. Then he goes into the breathing. Now, I think regardless of how you interpret this breathing and what's going on, I think the most important thing is he's proven to them that the Holy Ghost and him are one. Right. Because when he breathed, that's the release of the Holy Spirit. That's a good point. And so he's saying the Spirit, the Holy Ghost is really the Spirit of Christ. It's the Spirit of Christ, the same Spirit that quickened Jesus. I mean, resurrected Jesus is the same spirit that quickens our mortal body. It's, it's, they're all together. And he's saying, he's coming for, he's from me. I'm breathing. I'm releasing him. I'm going to go so he can come. And, and I think it just shows the oneness of what's going on. I think it shows here, yo, Israel, God is one God. Yeah. That the Holy Ghost is not something far off. The right. Holy Ghost is something that Christ released upon them, the spirit of Christ upon them. Yep. And so, I don't think that's usually talked about in this verse, but I think it's so significant for them. Because if we talk about the Spirit of God a lot, but for them, they were still learning all this. Right. Like the Holy Ghost was not something that was mentioned a whole lot in the Jewish culture. And so even though he was there, he's always been. You yeah. know, it's it's not that. Like um, some people, I heard one person say the Holy Ghost didn't exist till. um until Jesus' death and resurrection. And I say, are you serious? I mean, there was the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God come upon. The Spirit of God come yeah. upon. The Spirit of God came upon um, quite a bit. And then even in um, Genesis chapter 1, you saw where the Father spoke, the Spirit hovered. And then you saw where Christophanies are all throughout the Old Testament. So you see all three of the Trinity right there, so over and over and over. And Jesus, though, I think here is proving, though, that... The Holy Ghost is not something that's far off. He's something he's releasing and he's sending. He's sending the Holy Spirit and he's releasing the Holy Spirit over his people and he's breathing upon them. Wow. And so that would be the way. That's something that's always struck me out of this is I think it would just, again, it's almost reiterating his divinity as well. Yeah. And everything about it. So, wow. Those are just some points. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Those are good. I got you. Anything else y'all got? We got three or four minutes for a break. And 
Hannah, go ahead. We ain't let you talk very much here lately. <laughs> no, I'm soaking it in. Yeah. This is yeah. There's so many parts in this that you just don't really zone in on. Yeah, yeah that's right. When yeah. you just read it as a devotional. And when you get in a room or people like here together, and you, then you actually dissect it, it's like, wow, there's just so much more, right? Yeah. So it's like when I haven't thought about some of these things I, and we start talking sometimes <laughs> when I get quiet, I'm just sitting here just thinking like, I'm yeah. just, I'm like soaking and just like, Hmm. Yeah. Like it, it it's a lot to think about. Yeah. That's right. Cause I there's mean, so many, like the Christophanies and the Trinity and the, like everything is wrapped up in these verses. Right. All right. Now, the last part, I don't think we'll get to unpack all this, is the sins forgiven or the sins not forgiven. Now, there's one major church that would use this in a way that we would never use it in the sense of the church has the power to forgive the sins. And I can say, Josh, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. And you go and your sins are forgiven. Um, I don't think necessarily that's what the verse is meaning, though. I think that... I don't have the power to override God. And I think some people will say that, or you don't repent to me. Does that make sense? Like you, I don't, I, you, Josh don't need to repent to me. Come on. Josh needs to repent to God Amen. and God forgives your sins. Now I think in the context of what's going on here is he's sending them. He showed up to them. He's going to send them out of the upper room. He is equipping them to be in witnesses. And really, if we see it, the overall context we're seeing where this is an impartation and a foretaste of what's going to happen. I do believe it's probably more of a foretaste and a foreshadowing, yeah. even though the argument can be compelling to an extent of that's the moment they're born again. I think it does have enough cracks. It would fall through. I think the more favorable for me would probably be the foretaste of Acts chapter two. And if you look at that, then you see the empowerment, you see the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you see the sending, and then you see the importance of what's going to happen with Peter going out to preach. Then you see the the gospel starting to fly and the gospel starting to go. And in reality, we have the power or the responsibility to go and preach the gospel. Yeah. And if we shut it up, we have the keys of the kingdom. And those keys of the kingdom are not just dominion. I think those keys of the kingdom are, uh, it's almost like we have the key to open the door, not to open the door. And that we can shut the door on people or we can open the door on people. And when we neglect to preach the gospel, when we neglect to tell the good news, then in a sense, we're holding them in their sins because we have the, we have the way out. Now, also, I think it's a dualistic thing. Actually, it could be probably trichotomy. It could even be a quad thing. I think there's a lot there. But also, I think, too, that if we're not willing to forgive, then their sins, maybe not are salvationally not forgiven, but yet it's going to hold them condemned. And Peter and them is going to have to learn this hard Come because on. because they're going to have to forgive what they did to Jesus. Wow. And Peter was struggling with that at times, I bet, because Peter was still dealing with the whole guilt himself. Yeah. And so because Peter goes in there and he starts preaching the Jesus that you killed, the Jesus that you did this, the Jesus that you had to. But then, like, you see Stephen, who's being stoned to death, and he prays for their forgiveness. And then Saul becomes Paul. If Saul does, if P, if Stephen don't pray for Saul, does Saul become Paul? If he don't forgive his sins. Yeah. I mean, I just want to be careful that we don't make this scripture about confessional. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be hostile or 
sparking up or anything like that. But I do not mean I don't think it means that I have the power to forgive your sins. But I do think that in a sense, I have the power to hold you to your sins. Come on. But also I have a power to unlock it or preach the gospel or not preach the gospel. I think there's a lot here. I think there's a lot to unpack. And I think that scripture is probably an overlooked one because nobody wants to deal with it because it's so difficult. Um, but we'll have tomorrow too. Um, we still got man on Tuesday and we got some other Bible questions. And I got actually several questions coming in on text that we're going to catch up afterwards. But we'll read the second trivia. Actually, we still got the first trivia question now. Um, I had a couple of people text me um, and I had one get the right answer. But they text me and I can't count it. So I got a call. All right. But I'll read, read it again. What means did the Lord use to bring quail to the Israelites? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right. We are back. We got an answer for that trivia question. It was the r- wind. It was the wind that pushed the quail. And Pastor Dwayne Kidd got that correct. And so congratulations, Pastor Dwayne Kidd, on getting your name in first on this two-week drawing. Um, the wind, the wind push. God will use anything. Amen? Amen. He'll, use, he'll, use, he'll even use a donkey if he has to. Um, That's right. It was, uh, we, we preached from Samson this weekend. And um, it's, the Samson story was always, it's always compelling to me. Yeah, I always love the Samson story. To be honest with you, right? I don't know why. Like, I think it's a story of redemption, of of failure, all that. But how God restores, redeem. Then it's also, as I said this Sunday morning, it's a, it's a story about how guys act when they get around women. It's uh, it's a story. Um, it's a story about well, I use the Proverbs um, thing in Proverbs when it says. A nagging wife is like a leaking faucet. Um, no way. I use that scripture as a comparison scripture um, because wow. what you, if you remember, like Delilah was nagging him to such a point that Samson said his soul was vexed, like he was vexed unto death, is what the Bible said. Am yeah. I right, line Hannah? No, but was she his wife? Well, not really, but she was still <laughs> nagging. <laughs> well, that's the problem. That's the first problem right there. <laughs> Because he who has a uh, wife has a, what is it? A. See, so, yeah, I'm thankful I don't have a nagging wife, but uh, I'm going to rescue myself. <laughs> he who finds here. a wife finds a good thing. There yeah. you go. Heather said, Heather said, because we were joking around, like it was all in good humor. It was really yeah. good humor. All right. It was all, right hand, it was in good humor. It was all, it was only, everybody's laughing. It was a joke. Yeah, was. But I mean, it really does say, though, that she was nagging him. Like she was, she would not, she was so relentless that he was vexed unto death, Samson was, from her. Just wow. not talking, talking, yeah. talking. Um, but Heather said to me on the way to Eat Town, she goes, she goes, yeah, but it says in Psalms, all men are liars. So <laughs> we're having this. <laughs> it does. It good. actually does. <laughs> well, <laughs> she showed me that one day. <laughs> but I do think that that's a good point. Is that Delilah was not his wife, right? Um, not really, not really. Because his other wife was... Yeah. So, she, like, that was the first... Well, he actually never really mistake. had a wife, per se. Because yeah. he never got married the first time. Yeah. They were at the wedding when all that went down with the 30 men who were... they were He was betting with over the riddle. Wow. Because whenever he left out of anger because she betrayed him, 
and told them the answer to the riddle. Then when he came back and went over to Al um, Alkalosh or what is it, Aklanon, maybe? Ashkelon? Ashkelon, that's what it was. He went up there and slayed the 30 men so he could take their spoils to pay off the debt that he owed. Then when he came back to the to wedding, yeah. he he was mad. So he just, he, he threw a fit, um, kind of did his strength thing again, and then he left. He never got married. And then when he came back to collect his wife and actually marry her, the father-in-law, what would have been the father-in-law, had given his wife or soon-to-be wife to the best man of the wedding. Wow. And then that's whenever all that happened. Then he got mad. And that's whenever he slew a bunch of people. Um, and then then the wife, what was going to be the wife, and the father, the wife's family, they got burned alive by the Philistines. And so it, it was it was chaos. Um, but it was like, but the strength, like ripping a line part with no, with nothing in his hand. Yeah. Um, slaying a thousand men with a jawbone. And then he is thirsting to death and God comes and provides water, right. taking the pillars of the city and going up the hill. I mean, all these things were supernatural feats, but yet he failed over and over and he kept surrendering his vow and yeah. a little compromise here, a little bit of compromise there. Um, it was a really fun sermon to preach. Um, right. I wish I'd had more time to prepare in a couple of areas, but cause I didn't, I didn't plan to preach that sermon till late Saturday night. Yeah. And, um, and then Sunday well, then morning you, to work. you shared a little bit of a testimony yesterday about how you talked about losing the hair. Yeah. You don't get your hair back. Something like yeah. that. Was that the time? There was a gentleman. What? There was a gentleman. Well, there was one type part of the message in verse 22 of Judges 16. Yeah. Um, it says after he had his hair cut by Delilah, the man and Delilah tortured him, and then they come in to bound him and gouge out his eyeballs. He was being thrown in the prison, and then the Bible said, "Then his hair began to grow back." Yeah, and I love that because I think at that point he's saying he's starting to be restored. He's starting to come back. His strength's coming back, and um, Josh is feeling his hair. <laughs> uh, and one gentleman, one gentleman in the church. He was actually a guest that morning. Yeah. Um, didn't plan on coming and then ended up being there. And he came to me after service and he was talking to several of us and he had been going through a hard time. And a little bit of while ago, he went to the barber shop and said, hey, just shave it off. He usually has longer hair on the top, but he said, just shave it all off. And I, um, I wish I could say exactly how he said it, but he said whenever, and, and I really felt impressed by the Lord say the Lord Wants somebody to know in this room, you're about to get your hair back. Wow. Your hair's about to grow back. You had failure. You had disappointment. You did things. You compromised. You did. Man. There's no excuse. That happened, but your hair's coming back. I'm telling you, your hair's coming back. And that was the premise of the message. Um, but uh, this guy said, when you were saying that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, look, you can spike your hair again. Wow. Meaning his hair's coming back. Yeah. And everything he's been going through for the last year, it was just this Man. confirmation, I've got you. You're coming That's back. Awesome. You're coming back. And yeah. And you know, just never you never know how God's gonna speak to people. You never right. know what God's gonna do. And of course I didn't say all that to bring up just the fact of what we preached this Sunday morning. No, but, I mean, but that, I mean, what I heard about it yesterday, I'm so glad you said it because I mean, it was very powerful and I appreciate it. But we were basically just joking around to talk about, you know, how guys act whenever women get involved. Um, and then I finally got to use a scripture I've been looking to use whenever for a long time. Whenever the wrong woman gets involved. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Hannah. 
When the wrong woman. <laughs> uh, Pastor Dwayne Kid said he's been studying Samson and God has given him a word during the camp meeting. Oh, wow. I love to hear it. I love Samson. I love stories, awesome, Samson. Man. Yeah. Um, well, I won't take up too much time with this, but I definitely know that the Holy Spirit was leading you to, to preach on that. And not only you, but just speaking this right now to the body of Christ. Because, well, for one, me and Ethan decided to watch like the movie of that and we decided to get into it because really we hadn't really got deep into samson before neither of us really have i mean i knew the story but um he didn't really know it as much just kind of briefly but so we kind of ended up getting into it before you preached on it so we kind of had like how about that like a i don't know uh, we kind of prepared a little bit, I guess, without even knowing it. But then I was listening to another message of at the Global Vision uh, conference that they had, their yeah. um, deliverance conference thing, and they um, it's like a three-day thing that they do. They've been doing it since, right. I think, last year. And so they have a bunch of different um, speakers and things like that. But one of the ones I listened to, one of the it was Vlad, I think, he preached on Samson. And it was literally the same weekend, or it, it might have been – Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday. And yeah. he kind of, I mean, he hit a lot of the same points, preached a lot of the same points um, that Aaron did, but he, he brought out some other things too. But I just thought that that was really cool because yeah. like the Lord is speaking about Samson over and over right. at different places. So mm-hmm. I thought awesome. that was cool. Well, Knowing the uh, strength of Samson, when we talk about Samson, I always got to try to share this story. When we very first um, uh, got into construction, me and actually my cousin Jason, uh, we would wheelbarrow a lot of concrete and uh, into the backyards and stuff working for Brother Billy back 22 years ago or whatever, 20, 22 years ago. And, I mean, the situation then, he would always use several people to, uh, like, carry, take wheelbarrows back to the concrete for the ditch and stuff like that. But Jason had this orange wheelbarrow, and he inscribed in it Samson. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just because of the strength and everything. And here's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. It was off of Dixie Highway. And for whatever reason, we come in the next morning and our wheelbarrows were stolen. And you would think, oh, man, you know, it's something you work with. I'm, well, at least they want to work with it. But I remember Jason being so aggravated. And he wouldn't say they stole the wheelbarrow. He said they took Samson. Mm-hmm. And just something about, <laughs> and I mean, just, I don't know why, but that's just something that sticks with me that he, you know, something about how more or less they took the strength, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I just kind of related that a little bit of how powerful that is and how realizing, but I mean, I still remember I could take you to the vicinity of where we was when all that happened. And I mean, it's just amazing. He inscribed in it and everything, and we would try to relieve him because, I mean, if you're pushing, uh, we're about full of concrete for uh, four yards, sometimes six yards, eight yards, or whatever. You know, you need a break every now, or at least I yeah. did. I did. But he would always I need say, one after a half a yard. <laughs> well, he would always say, you ain't taking Samson. This is my Samson. So, I mean, he would go the full strength of whatever. And, I mean, just uh, so just something about, you know, that and relating it to the passage of scriptures. I mean, it's pretty, pretty powerful how things naturally happen. But then we compare it with how our spiritual life really is. Yeah. You know, so it's just amazing. Yeah. So. Well, Miss Gail had a question she posed on here on a text message. And I missed her text earlier. What I guess what he's talking about when he disappeared in the crowd. Um, I think he disappeared to show them his power, 100% human or not. He's still 100% God. I 
agree with that, but I think there were certain attributes of his divinity he laid down while he's on the earth, or he could not walk in empathy and, um, I'm sorry, he could not work, walk sympathizing with us if he was able to just do what he wanted. He surrendered certain that, like he had to learn. I see. Even though he's all knowing, he had to learn mm -hmm. as a boy. Okay. Does that make sense? It and does, I don't, I don't, I don't think it diminishes his power though. Well, it don't diminish power, but I think me and Hannah talked about this last break, and um, you know, I believe you know Jesus. He's from the beginning. He says he is. He says, you know, in John one one, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Who is the Word? Jesus is the Word. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I think when the Lord come to prepare Himself to die for our sins, mm -hmm. okay, He had to show us an example. All right, this is how. I want you to live your life. Through the Old Testament, we see great men of God, great prophets, great. I'm just giving people to think something oh, you're to fine. Think about no, this you're... morning. But throughout the Old Testament, we see great prophets. David was even a man after God's own heart. But still, in as great as they was, they had these failures of theirs. You see, and the one that, you know, what did they have to have to sacrifice the priests and all them? They had to have a pure lamb, somebody that, you know, pure, pure innocent blood. So in order for all that to all that to take place, even through the Old Testament, all that, I think the Lord really realized that, all right, I'm going to have to come as flesh and show my people on how they can live their life mm -hmm. and how I want to live in them. You know, that's what he was talking about earlier, about the Holy Ghost, about how about how the Holy Ghost, you know, he said, I can't, if I don't go away, the comfort cannot come. Yeah. Because it wants to be in you and for you. How am I going to be able to live without you? How am I going to yeah. be? No, I'm going to be in you. That's how you're going to do it. And so sometimes I believe we, um, that's how kind of I've put that in perspective. Sometimes a way is that I believe it to be real and how he can be God in the flesh. Because mm -hmm. he was showing us an example yeah. of how we live our life. Yeah. Um, actually, that leads into the question she was actually asking too of, why did Jesus have to leave for the Holy Spirit to come? And that's a question a lot of people have because he said, I must go so he can, the Comforter can come. And I think that, I think it's a very hard question that we're going to leave to somebody much smarter than myself. And um, so that's why Hannah and Josh are going to do this. Because <laughs> I really do think it's a hard question. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's it really is a hard question. There's some theories that I have on this. Right. We don't have... Deuteronomy sixteen fourteen that says this is why Jesus had to stay. Yeah. But I think that Jesus had to go because he's making intercession for us. He's seated at the right hand. Yeah. Right. And Jesus was on the earth as one man. He really was on the earth as one man. And when he left, the Spirit of God then became dwell in us. So the Spirit of God's coming in me, and the Spirit of God is transforming and conforming me into the image of the Son. Mm -hmm. And so this is how for me who would be more Trinitarian, this is how I see it happening, is that the Holy Spirit is coming. And now I'm 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 hesitant. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I would love to have this debate with some people um, who would be, because I like debates as long as they're healthy right. and yeah. they're not arguing because right. it sharpens. Like, and, yeah. it's, and usually somebody's learning something in these debates. But I don't, I actually don't like, like to use the word solely manifestations. Okay. And here's why. If you're manifesting, you're manifesting one thing at a time. But yet there was three speaking or doing something at Jesus' baptism. 
that's a hard one for me to get around. Jesus is being baptized. The Father is speaking. The Holy Spirit is descending like a dove. He says, let us make man as man in our own image. Jesus even said right there in John, I mean, John said in John chapter one, the, what you just read, the word from the beginning was the word. So the word was in the beginning. So yeah. when the beginning began, he was already there. Right. But then the word was with God. And then the word was, was God. God. So, but he's even right there it's saying he was there. He existed. He was God, but he was also with God. That's the thing that's hard. I, okay. Does that make sense? Like, no, I mean, I see. I see. What so he was God, but then he was with God. Right. And then you have, uh, and people say the Trinity was something that's really realistically new, relatively new, but it wasn't because even if you go outside sources in Jewish history, the Jews were writing about the Trinity way, way early, like early, early. Right. And um, talking about this dualistic, but not polytheistic. Yeah, but it's like so. I want to be careful the terminology because I think it's important because you always got to remember here, here, ye, O Israel, our God is one okay. God. So they're one God, a hundred percent. But then it says, "Let us make man in our image." Well, who's the us? And then there's this Greek word that we have called perichoresis, which is literally the perichoresis is this love dance, unity, unification between them the father son and the holy spirit and jesus even said and he prayed in john chapter 17 let us as we're together let them one be one with who us the plural okay and and so this is where when you start to talk about why he has to leave for the holy spirit to come that's where this whole question of the trinity even starts to come into play here yeah and then well, see, that's why sometimes that I, you know, and I'm just throwing this out there, that if I tell you now, hey, I got to go away because my dad's coming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, why you got to go away? Why can't you, you can be, be You here. can be here. Yeah. No big deal. Well, when Jesus told them, said, all right, I got, I'm going to go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. Then I think to myself, well, then a minute. All right. So that means you're the comforter. That means you're the one coming back. That means you're the one that's going to be coming living in me. If he can't be here, because if anybody can be with Jesus, it will be of Jesus' kind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I go fellowship in places, you know what I'm saying? I can fellowship in places if it's the true word, if it's right, if it's the worship's right. But then Jesus said, hey, if I don't go away, the comforter can't come. What are you talking about? Anybody can be with you. So does that mean you're the comforter? Okay, that's that's kind of where I'm at on that situation with that, you know, with questions surrounding, you know, and I'm just throwing stuff out there and I appreciate, you know, so and that's why even in John one, it said, verse 14 said, and the word was made flesh and the flesh dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. glory. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but. Um, if you go to that verse when he's talking about going away so the holy spirit to come that's right. that that's in john 16 verse 7 yep i think to understand the context though if we back up to say verse 4 but i have i'm gonna read from the esv okay but i have said these things to you that when their hour comes you may remember that i told them to you um so basically saying when i die like he's still talking about his death like this whole thing you remember they're in the upper room um judas is already on his way to betray him at this point 16 says last little statements to them before he actually prays in the high priestly prayer and heads to the garden. 
He said, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to take to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, to unpack this more, I think it's more. Now, again, I was saying all that like about the Trinity to understand how this all works. I think we think this verse is saying, if he don't go, the Spirit of God can't be here because they can't be in the same place at the same time. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. Okay. I think Jesus is saying, if I don't go to the cross, you'll never be prepared for the Holy Ghost to come to you. I'm making a way for the Comforter to come to you. Because until until up to this point, and I still research this a lot, and I understand the Holy Ghost filled people and the Holy Ghost come upon and stuff like that. But the Holy Ghost would come upon people. So like Samson, the Spirit of God would come upon him. The Spirit of God would come upon him. Saul, David, even the David, like he was filled. Like um, John the Baptist was kind of filled. It says he was filled with the Holy Ghost in the womb. Yes. But at the same time, it's not the indwelling, I don't think. Okay. I don't think it is. I think it's a different feel. Um, I think there's an indwelling that comes after being born again. Indwelling of the Spirit of God, abiding in Him. And I think that Jesus is saying... Like constant. Yeah. That, that's he stays. Saying. Because Ephesians says he's we're being created to be a habitation of the Holy Spirit, not a visitation. Whereas David would write, like, do not leave me. Yeah. Like, wow. Stuff like that. Okay. And so I think what Jesus is actually saying here is not that I go so the Holy Spirit can come because we can't be in the same room together. Because he just proved that wrong in John chapter 20 when he breathed in them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So he's breathing upon them the Holy Spirit. Right. I think what he's saying is there, I have to go and I have to do what the Father's asked me to do because when I do what the Father asked me to do, we finally made a way for the Holy Spirit to come and live in you. And now you're going to become one with me and partakers of the divine nature. Like Peter says, you won't become God, but you're walking in unity and communion with me as one because now you've become my bride. And if I don't go and do this, the Holy Ghost won't come. Because if Jesus never goes to the cross, Acts chapter 2 never happens. Yep. Does that make sense? That's how I see this scripture. Okay. I don't personally see it. And that's okay if everybody disagrees with me. No, I, I mean, that, that's why we have yeah, these discussions. I mean, but, you know, we, that's why yeah, we have these type of I discussions. Just, I awesome. feel like he's not saying they can't be in the same room because he's proved that wrong and wrong over time. Okay. And I don't think that, and I think this is where people miss the mark of saying, and I, I mean, I've actually heard people say this, that when Jesus dies and resurrects and ascends, that's when the Holy Spirit really comes into existence. And comes and be a part of the church. Yeah, but he, whenever he was, can we go back to the when he was like casting out the demons? Mm-hmm. Because they tried to say that he did it by Beelzebub, but then that's when it talks about the blasphemy of the Holy uh, yeah. Spirit. So he was doing that by the Spirit. Yep. Yep. I mean, it their argument falls apart really quick. But I think so. The, that was the Holy Spirit and Jesus right there. Yep. I got you because, I mean, the blessing of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit was talked about way before the infilling of it. Because he was telling you right there, he's doing this work by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because the blessing of the Holy Ghost was saying that a work of the Spirit of God is actually Beelzebub. That was the blessing of the Holy Spirit, is that they were crediting the works of God to Satan. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And he said, if you, you can say what you want about me, but if you say something about the Holy Spirit, that sin's unforgivable. And, wow. and so I think that even there, Jesus is saying, everything I'm doing is done by the Spirit of God and the Father showing. Mm-hmm. And he said, I cast out demons by the finger of God. Well, we see creation where God spoke. In essence, he pointed. Yeah. The Spirit of God again hovered over the waters. And then we see where the Son had a Christophany. And the Son, I believe, who walked with Adam in the cool of the day was Jesus. I believe it was a Christophany. I believe it was God in the flesh that came down and walked with Adam. And yeah. so, and I believe the fourth man in the fire was a Christophany. I believe the yeah. angel of the Lord was a Christophany. I believe all throughout the Old Testament there was Christophanies. Why? Because Jesus was always from the beginning. He was and with Christophany, God. Christophany, help me out here for a minute. A Christophany, when you talk about Christophany, you're talking about the appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Like um, the fourth one in the fire. Yep. Um, I believe that over and over. Because, see, I've heard somebody, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I somebody preaching Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. fourth man in the fire. I know that it's, you know, it's Jesus. You know, the angel of the Lord, I believe, when it talks about the angel of the Lord, I believe that that's a, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people preach, one person before preach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fourth man in the fire. He actually said it was Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and therefore it put it put uh, six men in the fire. Yeah. You know, I've heard that preached. Well, before. I think even well, if you are true, I don't. What I'm saying is, I don't by no means believe that because I believe it's a fourth man. It's Jesus. It's Him wrapped up in all that. Yeah, but I'm just telling you. Sometimes that's what you know. Well, let's. But even somebody who's a Trinitarian, I would never say that. And you know why I would never say that? I think if you go back and read that verse, what does it say? I saw the fourth one like the son of man. Yep. Which is basically telling me at that point it would be the son. It was like the son of man. And what right. was what was Jesus called in the Gospel of Luke over and over? The son of, son man. of man. The son of man. Because Luke was showing his humanity, really. Yeah. Luke was showing that part of him. Um, That's why Luke, when he wrote his epistle or the Gospel, he you know it was man. Yeah, mm-hmm. son As of man. man. So. Now Jesus was son of God in John, though. Yeah. And then in Matthew, he was Messiah. And yep. then in Mark, he was servant. servant. And so you you have this where, though, with Meshach, I always wanted to call them their real Hebrew names because that's not really their names. Yep. But I can't pronounce everything. Um, the three men in the fire, like the fourth one was like the Son of Man. So even somebody who's more Trinitarian, I still wouldn't say all the three Trinity was there because it was the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Right. And It never uh, mentions any of them. Um, but yet they're still three in one. And so one and three, three and one. I don't think you can separate them. Like there's, there we're not polytheistic. We're not worshiping three different gods. We're worshiping worshiping one God. And I think that's where it's significant to to remember. Um, but they're all one. But there was not three separate beings in that fire. Yeah. Other than Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the fourth, which is yeah. like the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Come on, the Captain of the Angel of Host, Jesus. I think Jesus was with Ab- whenever the the angel of the Lord stayed back and talked to Abraham while the yeah. other two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah. I think that was a Christophany. I think that was Jesus. Um, Are we getting a bunch of texts in? Actually, no. not. Actually, not. <laughs> maybe everybody just tuned us out this morning. Um, <laughs> maybe. I just assume, maybe they I went thought, to work at the right time, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> just teasing. But but no, I, I have been wanting to talk about this topic, but it is. It, I mean, it's a lot. 
it's, it is. It's a unti- deep. I mean, it'll take a while. To, yeah. Well, we'll forever be talking about. Why, this, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we're all <laughs> trying to learn on this and grow in this, um, because however it's working, um, I don't. Know, it's it's deep. Yeah, I think there's revelation. I think there's just be wisdom. There's a lot of scriptures to work through. Mm-hmm. This was uh, one of the Gary first... Cox says he's listening. He's still good. with us. This was one of the first questions I asked my favorite uh, theology professor. Right. And it was actually just in a beginner class. <laughs> like it was just oh, man. like uh, intro to New Testament, I think it was. Right. Or no, intro to Old Testament, that's what it was. And he just like smiled and he's like, you know, this is what people have, it's been stumping people for all these years. And he's like, let me get with you after class. Because he, oh, did, yeah. he didn't even want to go into it really yep. in no, the I class. Because yeah. he only has so much to talk about yep. it. And so. No, I, I get you. It is a big, it is a deep subject. Yeah. Did you get a text message you want to read, Josh? No. I'm, oh. I'm good. Okay. I'm just, I'm game for anything. Um, we're going to read our second trivia question. I know we're not really, there's really, that answer is not really had, but. My personal thing is I think he's saying he has to go to the cross completed or the Holy Ghost can't come to you like that. Um, Tuesday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Surveying. What gospel mentions an earthquake in connection with the resurrection of Jesus? What gospel mentions an earthquake in connection with the resurrection of Jesus? We're going to come back here right after the break. You call in, you can get 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Words of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Welcome back in for this last little Paul little section, little 30, 40, 21 minutes, whatever it is. Um, we're on the way out for the here. We got Mana on Tuesday coming up here, though. Um, right. I mean, I've... I feel bad. I feel like we really haven't we we started to scratch the surface of everything, and then we just don't have time. Um, we we'll have to do a whole week on this. Uh, That's all right. They get people thinking, yep. get people studying up, being prepared for it. Yeah, I would like to have some people that would not necessarily agree with it, like with each other. That would be civil enough to to talk about this without somebody being wrong or something yeah. like this, like. Because I find that a lot of times the body of Christ, instead of dealing with these situations we may disagree on to come to a solution, we just right. ignore it. Well, and, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I kind of talked a few things earlier about what maybe I believe, and then you said that as well. So it gets people think, all right, let me stand firm on why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Why do you see what you see? Yep. You know, it's not about, hey, no, well. Do you have the blood applied to your life? Do you believe Jesus is, yeah. you know, died for your sins? Sure. All right, then let's talk about some yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, me and Josh are well aware that we're not going to see everything the same way. Right. But at the end of the day, we have a tremendous amount of respect, Amen. love, and honor for each other. So disagreement is never or should never be the divider of the body of Christ. That's right. Actually, it should be the compeller to say, well, what's truth? Like, let's find it out. Yeah. Like, let's jump in there and dive in there and because at the end of the day, that's all we should all want is truth. Yeah. And hey, I just had a uh, pastor ask me um, about meeting tonight. Uh, see, normally our pastor's uh, prayer meeting at Madrid is the second Tuesday of the month. Uh-huh. So we're not meeting at Madrid tonight. But now, uh, again, another announcement. We are, for people that want to, we asked our church at Madrid uh, if they want to come down here to Bethel tonight at 7 o'clock. 
We are planning to be here from 7 to 8 o'clock here at Bethel Fellowship tonight for prayer. You know, that's uh, people at Magic. We kind of asked our church to come down and, you know, just pray as you guys do every week all you know pretty much all week long y'all have some kind of prayer going on and uh you know we just want to we know great things are going to happen so there's not glory not a prayer meeting tonight at madrid our pastor prayer meeting is the second tuesday of the month but we are meeting at bethel tonight at seven o'clock and let me can i just give a disclaimer yes if there's any kind of mess in the sanctuary, don't mind it. No, I, <laughs> because we're doing some, we're working no, a lot of sound stuff right now. I'm gonna try to have it cleaned up everybody's no, way. Don't but worry about it. I mean, you know, so that's I'm gonna a, come pray with y'all guys tonight. Well, I'm gonna come we, pray. Well. Um, but I'll have, but we are doing a lot of sound work, getting ready for the weekend. It sounds great. Um, so if if there's just walk over the mess. I'll try not to have hey, a mess. But no, if, you're good. If I run into a jam, then no, I may. you need to put on our part in our dust. We're trying to upgrade everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we no, we're good. We're good. Um, but because like I say, I mean, actually, Billy, I think he's going to stay around outside. He said and just pray over everybody that pulls in and just stuff yeah. like that. So I think I said, that'd be awesome. Know, be people outside, inside, you know, stay in your car. You know, that's up yeah. to whatever people want. People to can go on the prayer walk, we go on the that's prayer right. trail. But there you go. There's a lot of coyotes out there, so you may want to like. Um, be 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 watchful if Amen. it's that dark. But no, be Samson. <laughs> be Samson. <Yeah. laughs> Rip it apart. <laughs> Let the spirit of God come upon I you. I like it, Anna. Good boy. That's right. awesome. All right. <laughs> well, are you ready with this this manna? Yeah, I'm ready. It's gonna rain manna now. It's gonna rain manna later. It's gonna be rain manna. Uh, Here we you go. Ever, you remember that pizza bagel song? P, um, yeah, pizza in the morning, pizza, pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza. pizza at supper time. That's it. Yeah, manna well, in the morning, manna bagel. in the evening, manna at supper time. <laughs> well, pizza's on a bagel. You can eat pizza. Oh, anytime. you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> that sounds like the Jesus in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I always say. Good God Almighty reminds me of the bagel commercial. No way. Oh, How man. does it not? Think about it. Do you know that verse? Jesus in the morning. Give me thinking about so much. Look. <laughs> Next time you hear that song, you're oh, gonna start yeah, singing. Kidding. I do it sometimes during yeah. church whenever I'm singing that song. Bagel in the morning. I mean, Jesus in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> to start singing All Deuteronomy. Right. Off the off the wall. Then, did you like them? Did I like the bagels? The bagel bites. I, I don't mind them a bit. I didn't like them. I didn't mind them. I didn't like them. I mean, so. they're nowhere comparable to Uncrustables or uh, Pizza Bites. Yeah. Or Pizza Rose. That's what yeah, Pizza Rose. But um, did you did you like the square pizza? Yes. You did? Yeah. Like, you know, you like, didn't like the, like the did lunchroom you? square pizza? Well, the lunchroom, but I mean, I'm talking about the uh, Totino's or something like that. Oh, my kids still eat that a so, lot. Anyway, now I've, but got they're so nephew, expensive I've now. got a nephew, Logan, that I mean, if he eats a pizza, he wants that square pizza. And he wants it, he wants it out of the oven or whatever, but he loves those kinds of pizza. So, <laughs> anyway, and we've got our nephews actually for the next two nights. And uh, he said uh, when he come over... He said, now listen, we normally go out to eat on Tuesdays, Tuesday nights. And he, he didn't say, oh, you do? You don't, No, we always normally go out to eat on Tuesdays. So he's requested Pizza Hut tonight. So I <laughs> yeah. guess we'll take our nephews to Pizza Hut tonight. Well, I think before, we're going to have like, we're going to have, I and can't that's sing. before my prayer meeting because I'm going to well, be here tonight. Well, so. before we before we get into the manna, yeah. 
I can't sing, so I couldn't do it. But maybe Hannah can make like an intro to your Hannah Manna Monday. Manna in the morning. No. Manna in the- Hannah, please don't. <laughs> yes, if there's that. anything you don't listen to, you to the pastor belt on this situation. Please don't listen to him. How cool would that be? And then we can play it every time right before oh, your manna. Well, you're so busy. I'm hoping that here in just a few minutes, you're going to forget all about what we talked about. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make me a else. note while you're doing your manna. <laughs> all right, here we go. So anyway, manna on this Tuesday morning, 2 Timothy 3, 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So many people only have a form of the truth, but not the real truth. This has been on my heart for quite a bit lately. The word tells us to turn away from those. A form is of no effect unless you put something in it. I hope and pray that we are putting the word of God in our life and allowing Jesus to fill us with his presence so our form can be filled with him. People have traded dying for Christ for denying Christ. For those that may not understand, dying for Christ means allowing him to live in us and being completely sold out for him. Is there anything in your life today that needs to be brought to an end by dying out for Christ? Don't allow your form to be empty and just that, just a form. Begin to understand the importance of being filled with his power. So your form is not fake, but your form is fact. I proclaim today is a day for us all to continue to die out for Christ. Don't sell out for things of this world and always be reminded that not dying for Christ is denying Christ. Be strong, stay strong, we strong. So anyway, it's just, you know, having that form. And I know that when I do concrete, Brother Aaron, you know, you set a form up for boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, of where that's at. And But see, it actually, it, nothing's complete. The form don't do nothing other than, you know, holding it. But if you don't ever fill that form up, it's always just going to be a form. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you start to fill the form up and complete it, you know, and then you have boundaries. You know, people have a form of godliness why they never set boundaries. And see, and the reason that we know what we feel is if the Lord's convicted us to do this or convicted us not to do that or do this thing is because we have Him because it's a type of dying out for Christ of where He fills us with his spirit and we just don't have a form of godliness we actually have god in our life mm-hmm. so i mean it's kind of it's kind of wild how i begin to talk about um i jot things down in my notebook or whatever and at the end of it and well i talked the uh sunday night in john 14 about more or less three questions there from three different disciples about they were they were just concerned a little bit well how's this you know each question was kind of different but each question i believe was answered in john 14 by jesus saying hey i'm the answer mm-hmm. okay and at the end of service uh brother sammy that her church said having a form of godliness and i said well so when he said that i flipped back to my notebook and i said listen i just didn't write this down you know i said we have traded den- dying for christ for denying christ Mm. because people just have a form of it and that's in order for us and i go back to what our pastor back in november began to proclaim for this year about how we must decrease so he can he must increase and i must decrease Mm -hmm. and so that's what i continue to want to do on a daily basis so amen that's all we have 
Well, my notes from that right now. That's awesome. Form has no effect unless it's filled with something. <laughs> that's awesome. Good. That's, that's great. That's what I got Yeah, from that's that. it. That's it. That's right. So I know there's been places, Sister Randa, that I've seen forms set up for concrete, but they never filled it. So what happened to the forms? It rotted away yep. because they didn't fill it with nothing. That's so, good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Well, we are 10 minutes away. So I guess we got time for one Bible question. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. You got the questions there, Hannah? Do we know what questions we got? I don't know the questions. Uh, yeah, we can we can I'm pick going from to these, these. I'm going to these blind because I don't remember what, it, what they were from oh, last oh, week. So. <laughs> okay, well, I will let you all pick. Do you want to do Romans one twenty six? what is a reprobate mind talked about in this verse? Okay. Or how did the Old Testament Gentiles come to be saved? Did they have to join the nation? Of, did they have to join Israel or become a part of Israel? Uh, Josh, which one do you want to? I can do either. Huh? Let's do the 126. All right, let's go to Romans 126 then. Um, <clears throat> we can do the... I'm going to... Uh, it was Romans 126. Ain't what you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into their which is against nature all right so gave them up vile affections okay so gave them up to vile affections so a reprobate mind when the lord said also where was it when he said he turned them over to a reprobate mind also that would be in scripture 28 also, where they 28 is where they gave the reprobate okay so, according to reprobate, what is a reprobate? A reprobate is something that uh, you think it's a hard heart. Mm-hmm. They have a hard heart against something, or they've turned away. Because I've heard people talk about, even we heard earlier about blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. All right? Do you, and I relate this kind of as being turned over to a reprobate mind, where they can't really, it's like they, they never change. There, it's like conviction don't affect them no more, because they never make a turn. So, what you got, Aaron? Yeah, um, <clears throat> basically the word in the Greek is ad ad okay imos. Okay, and it is unapproved, rejected, worthless, cast away, rejected, or no, you put reprobate in there. But um, <clears throat> here though. To understand, I think you have to understand the whole context there, because this is where they're starting to worship the creature more than the creator. Romans 1 is a big chapter. Like, it's a big chapter. But it's saying that basically God gave them up to uncleanness. That we think of the judgment of God to be active. We think of the active judgment of God a lot. And the active judgment of God is like what we would postulate Zeus being with the lightning bolt striking people. That's what we activate, or that's what we associate the act of judgment of God. And God does do that. He swallowed up the earth, swallowed 3,000 whole um, at one time in the Old Testament. In other parts, he's he's done a lot of acting judgment, judging. Right. The most dangerous judgment of God, though, is the passive judgment of God, to where he surrenders you over to your lustful desires. That way, you're being judged, and you don't even realize you're being judged. You don't even understand that you're being judged. And here... In this context, he's actually talking about homosexuality. If you go into verse 26, 
because women did not change did change their natural use into that which was against nature and likewise the men leaving the natural use of women burned in their lust one to another so he's actually talking about homosexuality right here for he's talking about lesbianism and homosexuality and he's saying receiving them the recompense of their error which was met but it's not solely that because he's talking earlier about um, that they are without excuse in verse 20 where he said for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things which are made even his internal power and godhead so that they are without excuse because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god every person in this world has a conception and understanding of who god is it was born into them yeah and they're held liable so even if a if there's never a preacher to go to a remote island and preach the gospel the person still held condemned because there's a natural understanding of who God is. You see creation. So they understood God, but they did not worship him as God. Right. And they rejected God. So all these things we see where then they start to worship the creation more than the creator. And then he goes into lesbianism, the homosexuality. And then he goes, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all of these things underneath it. Um but have pleasure in them that do it. They're, they have found pleasure in fulfilling their lustful desire, and the reprobate mind is he's turned them over to it. So and when it says, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. When it says me. gave them over, yeah. would we say that that is almost, he's not pursuing them anymore at that point? Yes, because the spirit of man is, the spirit of God is not always striving with man. That's what I see that as, is that he's not pursuing. Yes. If he's giving you over, then it means like, Release. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. He's just releasing you to do what you want, yeah. but he's not coming after you. The 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 passive judgment of God is him surrendering you and stop drawing you. Because what got to that point was actually they changed the truth of God into a lie. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Go back to verse 25 there. It says, uh, who changed the truth of God into a lie. All right? Yep. There's even people that live out in the world today that they they reverence the Lord, even though they're living a lifestyle of sin, living a lifestyle so far from Him, it ain't even funny. I mean, there's things that there's things that they say and do that they still say, hey, like Brother Aaron said, even if you're on a remote island, you still know that hey, you have a concept of God or whatever. But how you interpret that? Well, people, what have they done? They've changed the truth of God into a lie, and therefore that's what brought the more or less the results of the Gentile um, guilt or the sin here, and then they was turned over by what? Because of what they changed. Yeah. They, the Lord changed it. They changed it and turned them over to that. Yeah. yeah. It was the passive judgment of God is letting people go about their business. Yeah. Without pushback. Mm -hmm. Come on. And the Lord will draw. The Lord will strive. But it said he won't always strive. That's right. And... People say, and I think this is where things like deathbed confessions, are they're really dangerous to say, I'm just going to get saved in my deathbed. Because you don't get to choose. That's right. The Spirit of God has to draw you. Exactly. And and so I think that this is like the reprobate mind is he's given them over. Yep. And they're, they're worthless thinking, they're, they're gross thinking, they're lustful thinking is what God surrendered them to. And he's given them over to more it. More or less, give you what you want. Yeah. 
And I want to go back to that like tomorrow mm-hmm. on the us choosing versus the spirit drawing us because I think that's a very big um, deception right now mm-hmm. in the church. Well, like, a lot and, of people you ask if they go to church and think, well, I know I do too. I'm going to one day. I'm going to do that one day. Everybody yeah. thinks it's on their time, but it ain't. But even I see that in certain denominations. I've heard from people in in different denominations and different churches in the church saying that. Yeah. Well, they've grown up in church their whole life, but they're like, well, they just go, you know, they go because they have to or they think they need to. But then they are literally have literally said like, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to ready to make this decision yet. Come on, yeah. Now. Wow, we've made. This is where we have to be careful to make salvation upon us. Yep. Salvation does not rest upon the shoulder of men. No. Salvation rests upon the shoulder of Christ and his redemptive work through the cross. Right. And if we think it's our intellectual ability to understand the gospel that gets us saved, we've missed the mark. Because unless the Spirit draws him, you cannot come unto the Father. You, I come mean, on. you can't come unto me. Like, the yeah. Father has to draw you. How does he draw you? Through the Spirit. Amen. And... And so there's a lot here. There is a lot to unpack. But um, the reprobate thing, though, for me is that's their thinking that he gave them over to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've we've all seen people like that. Like, can anybody be born again? Yes. Yeah. It's whomsoever will. Right. Does there come a time whenever the Lord will stop drawing you because you've rejected him? I believe so. Me too, brother. The invitation was there. The Spirit of God drew you. You rejected. Yep. It was not his fault. It's not like he didn't do his job. You rejected. Come on. You rejected. And we've seen we probably met people like that. That's rejected it. And now they're miserable. And now they're they're wicked. And they're calling evil right and right evil. Yep. Like and I that does not mean that God's not doing his part. Yep. It means that they rejected the drawing. Yep. And or they 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 had they rejected the drawing of the Holy Spirit or they rejected the truth and now they're worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Come on now. And that's what's going on there. Good and point. so um, that's a really good chapter. There's yep. a lot in that chapter. Like we didn't do justice because we just scratched the surface. That's it. We didn't even pop the top on the can, the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, five second word, 10 uh, seconds. Awesome, awesome morning. I appreciate it. I just encourage everybody to come out uh, this next week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, and tonight, pray if anybody wants to come. Pray. Amen. Awesome. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.